Welcome to The Naked Podcaster. I'm your host, Jen Taylor. A huge shout out and thank you to NGBN TV for sponsoring this video podcast episode. Today we have Lisa on in a coaching session. Lisa takes me through a Loving Myself Awake session. We go over tantric, sacred loving, movement, sound, breathing, and embrace sensuality. Welcome to The Naked Podcaster coaching session with Lisa Rizzoli. Hi, Lisa. Hi. We both have like... We got this gray hair going on. I'm blonde, so you can't see it as much, but I'm all, like over 50% gray. I freaking love it, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. You know, I decided a couple years ago to go to just let it go. I got sick and tired of the whole thing of coloring. And I am so grateful that I did. And it was perfect timing because all these poor women that are going through it with COVID are just freaking out. And I'm like, no, it's great. Come on, rock the world. <laughs> I haven't got, I used to just get highlights because my hair is so light anyway, and I haven't done it in a year and nine months. This is, it's June of 2020 as we record this because it may be a different time when it releases and a different time when people listen to it. But yeah, when COVID happened and people were like, yeah, I found out my wife is a Yeti, like that. (laughs) Right. And someone said to me like, you don't look any different. I'm like, I, I. I don't do any of that stuff. I get my hair cut twice a year. I like, I just don't do anything. So man, that was nice to know. Yeah. I know that's yeah. tangent, but I love your hair. So there's. Thank you so much. And you know, I've had people say, you know, I'm in a group on Facebook about this silver haired ladies and stuff and people are supporting each other through this process. And what's interesting is one gal said, well, you know, I have to admit you all look older and I'm like, uh, because we are older. <laughs> I mean, if you look at a picture of me 20 years ago and a picture of me today, I look older. Yeah. It's true. Amen. I know. I know. <laughs> I this year, I'm like, what do you expect? Like at some point. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. your website is tantrasacredloving.com. Everything will be in the link. You have a Facebook group that's even more that's really active, um, called Tantra Talk. Links for all of that will be below. I want to shout out how we met, actually. Can oh, I? please do. So I had a coaching session with a therapist who said, you know, I'm like, it's harder for me to have orgasms since my hysterectomy 16 years ago. And you and I had a pre-game Zoom talk about that because I'm actually going into your uh like in person, you're here in Reno where I am. I wanted to find somebody in Reno because she said to me, stop focusing so much on how hard it is for you to have orgasms and it only works one way and start exploring different ways of sexuality. Find somebody who does tantric. She gave me this list of just suggestions. Like look at it from a different angle. Try things from a different angle. Stop doing the same thing constantly, being pissed off and expecting something to change. Good point. Thank you. Uh, so she, she told me in my coaching session to find someone. And that day I was like, Reno tantric. I don't know what I'm looking for. And <laughs> the people that popped up, but I was drawn to your website. You know, you feel good until I tr- had to trust my intuition on this because sexuality is a scary thing to talk about and unload about. Right. Mm. And uh, my, my in-person stuff is not going to be recorded on my podcast. Sorry, everybody. I'm not going to be naked and having a tantric loving session. <laughs> That's not happening. That's a little too naked. Um, I, I just said that and now I'm ready to challenge myself, especially if somebody challenges me anyway. The point is I was, I was 
told by a therapist who is coaching me, look outside the box. You, you're right. really looking at this stuff. You need to look at all these other things. And so I found you and we connected and we Zoomed mm -hmm. and I was so relieved and thankful just to find somebody who listened and understood what I was going through. And we got to share our stories previously and you can share yours now. So this was really about my journey into, hey, I had a hysterectomy. It screwed things up physically. My connection's a little off. It's very frustrating to me. How can I do things differently? One, just to relax and two, just to figure stuff out. So you offered to do a coaching session on a podcast that was rated R because this is explicit. I don't know what this is. So no one's going to see any, all that stuff. Like it's not going to be super, super, super in depth, but this is something that you do with people a lot. So anyway, that's how we met. Now you jump in and talk about your website. Okay. <laughs> let me talk about, yeah, let me talk about me. So, um, I'm a Tantra educator, and what that means is, is that I love to share with people about how this process, the Tantra, these practices, it's a spiritual practice, can take us into learning how to live an orgasmic, blissful life. Not just in sex, but all the way around. Like, how do I maintain, like, this, this beautiful outlook on life? It's because it starts inside. And it begins there. That's where my journey began. It was like, I gotta, I gotta look at me. I gotta work on me. And so I was introduced to Tantra, oh, 15-ish years ago. And what was interesting is I went to a workshop with, and Caroline Muir and uh, Joan Hartfield were the two uh, facilitators of that workshop. And it was for women only. And it was in Esalen. And the main reason I went was because my friend said, hey, I want to go to Esalen and we got to have, we have to take a workshop. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So she picked this divine feminine workshop, which I'm like, I saw divine feminine. I'm like, oh, man, that's so not me. But I said, okay, I'll do it. And I got in there and I was like, you guys are talking about stuff that I've known about all my life, but nobody ever had the words for it. Nobody could show me this. And I didn't know that there's this philosophy, this spiritual practice called Tantra. Like, I have degrees. <laughs> you know, I'm an anthropologist. I, you know, I'm an educator. I know all this stuff, but I didn't know this. And so through the process of this workshop, I came to Caroline Muir and said, oh my God, this is, this is right up my alley. This is stuff that I've been doing all my life. And I want to, I want to do this when I grow up. Now, mind you, I'm something 40. Okay. And when I grow up, this is what I want to be. And so, uh, I began the process with her and I started going through her school and midway through her schooling, which at the time was divine feminine, awakened masculine, um, halfway through her school, she said, Lisa, you really need to go to Charles. And Charles was her ex-husband. And her, her, Charles and Caroline Muir wrote this book, which I have right here, I'll show you real quick. Tantra, The Art of Conscious Loving. And she said, you have to go see Charles because Charles is gonna help you too. And I said, okay. So I, I called him up and I said, hey, Charles Muir is like the grandfather of bringing Tantra into the Western world. And so I called him, we talked, we chatted. 
I got into his program under the wire because like I I was you know you have these prerequisites and I'm like I didn't have to do those because I already did Caroline's work and blah blah blah. Anyway, when I first met Charles in person, we made this connection and he said, We're gonna teach together again. And I was like, What? And then he told me this like past life story, but it resonated in my soul so deeply that I was like freaking out going, okay, stop. I can't handle this. It's too much. But it was a really beautiful story. And as soon as I finished his program, I immediately jumped in and I now teach with him. It's one of the things that I do. Um, and I also have my own business. So I learned these skills, how to language it. I learned the process of what Tantra is and the practices in you know in cerebrally like I, I learned this but i already knew it it's stuff that i already did so what happened in charles's um school which is called source school of tantra is that i was brought back into the memory of what i really already know in my body so female ejaculation um i've had that since i was a child I mean, I have a distinct memory of being in church with my mom and rocking. And I was, I was in this communion with God, if you will, higher power, whatever you want to say, whatever, whatever those terminology is for you, that's fine. It doesn't matter. But for me, it was God. And, and I'm having this experience and my mom tapping me on the shoulder going, uh, what are you doing? And I'm like five. Okay. And I, I came back into my body and I'm looking at her going, I'm talking to God, you know, but those are the processes of what Tantra really brings. Tantra brings like through this movement, through sounding, through breath work, through visualization, it teaches us how to move our sexual energy through our bodies, which then becomes a bigger vehicle for us to go into the spiritual realms. When we use our sexual energy to access the spiritual world, it's exponentially, the door opens exponentially huge. I mean, it just is a different place. And I've been doing that since a kid. Again, back to the female ejaculation. I had that as a child where I would be, you know, having this communion with God or whatever, and this liquid would come out. Not a lot, just a little bit. But, you know, at first they were like, oh my God, you know, she's having some problem with her bladder, which by the way, I do, but I'm like, no, 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 this isn't pee. This isn't pee. This is something different. And when I got to source, I was, I learned about female ejaculation. I learned about the sacred nectar called Amrita that comes down. And I learned that this is, this is a beautiful gift, if you will, from the, the world, from the gods. And so um, it, it gave me permission to go further with it. So because of that, like when I was first sexually active and I had the Amri to come, I had the female ejaculation. I didn't have the words for it, mm -hmm. especially, you know, I was pretty young. And these boys didn't know it either. So they initially thought I was peeing as well. And so there was some shame stuff that went on with that. But I didn't take on the shame so much as like, I just didn't, I knew I didn't have the words for this. I knew that I, this wasn't something to be ashamed of. 
it was something that I didn't understand how to explain to. The other thing with it is it's super bonding. So then I'd have it with these guys and then we get in this bonded situation and I didn't know how to get out and then ended up people getting hurt. So I put it away. I just was like, that's not gonna happen here anymore. This is causing me too much grief. And I put it away and then 40 years later, yeah, not quite 40 years, but you know, whatever it was, years later at the age of 40, I'm learning about this and going, are you kidding? Because I, this is something that has always been in my life, but I had to hide it. Even when I was in my marriages, because I've had a few, um, even in my marriages, I didn't feel comfortable in bringing it out too often. Occasionally I did, but then I get here and I learn about Tantra and I'm like, oh my gosh. So the Amrita now flows so freely and I don't have to worry about that. And I understand it. And so if I'm being sexually active with somebody, I have the words to explain it and I have all those things. The thing is that for me is I have a passion and a desire to help other people on this, pro on this journey, on their path, and to learn how to be a masterful lover to learn how to engage sexually in a way that is profound, to learn to take their sexual energies and ignite and come into this beautiful bonded communion with their higher power of God, with each other, all of those things in a way that is mindful, loving, and compassionate. And that's part, that's part of how this all came about, is my desire to share this with the world. And it comes from a place, it's interesting because the other thing is, is that I think throughout time, we, I learned, like, if you had a sexual secret, <clears throat> you kept it to yourself because that made you special. And I hated that, and yet I bought into that story for a while. So coming into this and teaching other people, there's this, there was a contraction within me that said, don't give away the secrets. You, you know, you want to be the special one. And the truth is, is that we're all special. And the truth is, is that we all can share this with one another and make life so much better for each other rather than holding and, you know, this is my gift. I'm not going to share it with anybody. And yet I do notice, even now, even after years of doing this, every now and then it pops up. It comes to the surface again, and I get to work with that thing. Of, and it, I think it's a scarcity issue. I really do. And I have such a beautiful relationship with money that sometimes I, scarcity hits me in different realms. So it's, it's an interesting thing. And I love the part that we all get to grow and have growth through all these processes. So that's the other piece is this is the healing piece, right? So the more that I step in and I go, oh, here's this contraction, what is this? And I work with sexual energy to help me to ignite it, to awaken it, so that I can really look at it, then I can release it. But the more I keep pushing it down, it's like, then it's going to keep hidden in those dark spaces and it'll pop at the most inopportune times and it's really ugly when it does and then i gotta go back and fix it and make amends or do those kinds of things so that's a little bit about what this is and how the tantra is again it's a spiritual practice but most people really look at the sexuality of it and they get all excited 
And that is the juicy piece that, you know, using sexual energy is a juicy part of, of being human. We're, we're humans or, you know, we're, we're this biological critter on the planet that sex is very much a part of it. And yet we hide from sex. We make sex shameful. We do all these weird things with it. And it's so activating in creating our, our dreams, bringing our intentions and our manifestations to reality. If we use our sexual energy, that again, ignites in a whole different realm. So it's really a beautiful practice. It's a beautiful way to have it. Um, during this time, I've been developing more, more and more online skills and developing how to teach online because I had a resistance around teaching online. Um, how do I do this? And today, actually, right before this call, I launched my first online um, course for men called the Pharaoh's Power Tools That Please. So it's a really beautiful course and it's really wonderful. And I can do it online. Who knew? No. But I, yeah. I have a couple questions from what. Okay. Okay. So one thing is, I want to partially play devil's advocate. It's mostly because I have this discussion with my husband a lot. Okay. I think we use words. So I'll give you an example. We can say God. Jesus or the Holy Spirit, like Christian words, right? Or energy, the universe, Mother Earth. And I always, I always feel like we're talking about the same thing. Our belief system might be slightly different. Mm -hmm. One thing, it doesn't matter to me what, like insert word here, because I know what it is for me. But as coming from a Christian perspective, you said that you can connect spiritually to higher power more with sensual energy and i instantly felt myself tense yeah. because like god and sexual energy or christianity and sexual energy there's so much fear and baggage around sexuality within all christian religions in my perspective this is my opinion but you know that's used a lot and so i'm trying to come to terms with using first of all, using sexual and sensual energy in other ways, I am all about, because I hold mine back a lot. And I hold mine back, I have a lot of sensual energy, but I hold it back because I don't want someone to think I want to sleep with them. It's not about having sex, it's about sensual energy. But when you put that off and it's powerful and it's very sensual, it can be taken the wrong way. And that makes me uncomfortable. So I think my holding myself back sensually is to not misconstrue my energy, but also I don't know how to use it connected to other things that have nothing to do with sex. So it's the God connection for me. Like, how do I use that and feel okay with God? And my other thing is how do I use it in all these other things? I always felt like, because I started my business four years ago, Money, creativity, and my sexual journey were connected, but I don't understand how and what that means and how to bridge the gap. Does that, that's a, that was a lot. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Those are great questions. So I was brought up in, in Catholicism, yeah. and my connection with God is very open in that realm. I've always been an open, a sexually open person, mm -hmm. and... um. So, and I knew, like, I remember as a kid, it, there, there being people that tried to shame the sexual pieces and, and God. And I was like, 
that doesn't make any sense. How could we all be here if there was not sex? Right. It doesn't make any sense. And oh, you can only have sex to have babies. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why did God give me these body parts that give me pleasure if I'm not supposed to use them? That doesn't make any sense. You guys don't make any sense. So I just blew it off. But I'm that kind of person. And I have that constitution from a very young child. I'm a very rebellious kid. And I had this. Other people don't always have that. And I noticed that God and sex become this like, ooh, that's like vinegar and water. We don't do that. And so I say, invite God into your room, into your bedroom. Invite God into your sexual practices. When you're making love, you're making love to God. You know, this is the purest form of our essence. When we're making love with somebody and we're really connected, that eye gazing coming into that space where we're deeply connected, we're breathing together, that's God. That's God. And I'm making love to God. And so I, and I want to view my partner as God and I want to be viewed as God. And I'm using God, uh, you know, in the, not in the text, uh, context of a masculine form. I feel that God is masculine, feminine, and everything. God is it all. And the Hindu belief around goddess and gods is just another, um, you know, there's like, there, there's, there's the God, and then there's goddesses and gods and saints and martyrs and all these other different aspects of what God is. I think that we have to have gods and goddesses and we have to have these different like saints because the concept of God is so big that sometimes we can't grasp it. Everything that is God, I mean, if you really think about everything as God, that becomes almost too big for our brains to handle and, and accept. How big is big? We just don't know. We don't know what that is. And so we want to have, I want to understand what patience is. So there's this goddess of patience. I want to understand what virtue is. So there's this God of virtue so that I can go to that God and, and tap into that realm. But all of it comes back to God, the big G. So that, that's my, my feeling on that. And the sexual pieces is your sexual energy is your creative life force energy. So think of it this way. When you are going to engage in sex as a biological evolutionary critter on the planet, okay, you're going to create life because that's the main purpose of sex. We know that. I mean, that's, that's the main purpose is to, for species to continue to exist. That's evolution. And it's tapped into your limbic brain. It's tapped into that part of your brain that says, have sex, create life, create life, create life, create life. Okay, we're just in a different realm where we've developed the frontal cortex of our brain and says, wait a minute, sex can be so much more than just creating babies. And for the most part, I don't want to create babies. I don't want to have a baby right now. So let's not use that energy for that purpose, but let's use this sexual energy in a different way. And so when I think of my sexual energy as my creative life force energy, I create life with it, right? So I can actually create a baby, but I can also take it in and create the life that I want to live. So when you have those intentions and you want to manifest something, you have this business and you are using your sensual sexual energy, you're juicing it up with that creative life force energy. That's what makes you 
who you are. That's what makes you excel and, and really be a successful person in what you're doing is bringing your sexual energy to the front. Now, part of us says, ooh, got to hold back. And you're right. If we exude all this sexual energy, people take it the wrong way and they're like, oh, you just want to have sex with me, right? So I changed the thought on that to my creative life force energy, which is still very sexual and very sensual. I mean, when I talk about this stuff, like my nipples get hard, right? So I have to pay attention to that because not everybody is in the same place as we are. They don't understand that that's what this is. They understand that, ooh, that, ooh, she's got some sex going, baby. Let's do this. And so we get to learn how to work with that and how to create those filters that allow us to be out in the world, but still attracting the people that we want to attract. Okay. How do I attract my clients? Because I use my sexual energy. You and I had this conversation. You feel my openness. You feel this because I'm using that sexual energy to open up. And I truly believe in it. I truly believe that I attract better clients. I attract better students. I attract the people that I want in my life by using my sexual energy. And if this is a person that's coming at me from that other space of like, ooh, sex, I get that's where they're at right now. That's where they're on their path. And no, this isn't for you to have sex with me. This is for us to do something different and for you to learn something different. And so the more that we can be really solid in that part of us, you know, when we have our insecurities, we need to work on it. We get to work on those insecurities. We get to develop ways to build our confidence. Like I'm very confident in my sexual energy. I'm very confident in how my sexual energy exudes out, right? And so the more confidence I have in that, the more people feel that. And they don't, for the most part, cross that line. Occasionally they do. Occasionally it happens. And that's just a reminder to me that I get to teach this. This is a teachable moment for me to help, help somebody realize that just because I have sexual energy doesn't mean I wanna have sex with you. Yeah. Well, that, and that is, that's one thing definitely that I don't wanna put out there, but I find much more sensual energy every time I'm being creative. Like I'm refinishing furniture right now. Like I love that. And where I feel bottlenecked, like if finances are a place that I feel bottlenecked sometimes, I'm not releasing the energy that I need to release. So I have for years been like, there's gotta be a connection between creativity money and sensuality that I'm just not understanding. And what you're saying is I'm not allowing it to open up. Right. Which I'm not. Right. But you're allowing it to open up in this other realm. You're allowing it to open up in your, your furniture and you're doing, you know, so it's there. So you know, you have access to it. You know that it exists. Now can you bring it into this other thing that you don't like too much? And I'll tell you, like finances, like, my money thing, like sitting down and doing taxes is not my thing. I don't like it. It's not my, it doesn't juice me up. It doesn't do that thing. I can't bring the energy to that. And so I farm that out. You too. I was going to say, I have a lot of central energy towards my CPA. She's amazing. Right. It doesn't think right. I'm there, but yeah. 
that I understand. And there are certain people in certain times where you know it's okay to just relax and be open. And then there are certain times that I don't, that I should, and certain times that I have that I shouldn't, or that, like you said, it's a teaching moment. But that, that I've had a hard time with when, and I try to keep it all in the bedroom with my one partner. And I love that you're saying, no, like put it out all over here. It doesn't mean you want to have sex. It means you're utilizing it, but that will help in the bedroom. Right. Exactly. And think about it this way. If you're bottling it up, you're contracting. Oh yeah. And, and it creates a block in you. It creates a block in your flow, in your abundance, right. in your field. And so you don't want to have those blocks. You want to be open. You want to be flowing. You want to be abundant. And so be who you are. Be shamelessly, authentically you. You heard it here, people. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Okay. So I know that people may not have, it may not be refinishing furniture and finances. Those may not be the examples, but I wanted to point that out because I know when people feel stuck in one area, but great in another area, they're having that same issue with not allowing it to be open and flowing. And so I can see it vividly in my life and how I'm doing that. And mm -hmm. when, when I am super open, things happen. Absolutely. Okay. So talk to me about your coaching session. And uh, now that I've gotten to ask you a bazillion questions, tell me what we're doing today. Well, we were going, uh, we talked about doing a practice, a loving myself awake practice. And this is a practice that I, I teach this to everybody. It's on my, it's on the website. It's on my Facebook pages in, you know, go to Tantra Talk on Facebook and there's, it's pinned at the top. This is the first thing that I get everybody going into. Because first of all, we got to learn a little bit about energy. You got to learn to love and appreciate and have compassion for yourself. And so this is a practice that I like to do first thing in the morning. Now, the thing is, is that it doesn't always have to be first thing in the morning. If you are absolutely not a morning person and this doesn't speak to you, don't do it in the morning. You don't have to force yourself to do anything. Find the space where it works for you. I've noticed in the last two months that I'm doing it, I'm laying on the couch and I'm doing my loving myself awake practice because it feels right. And it feels like this is a good time for me or, you know, I'm feeling that space. <clears throat> but I'm going to guide it to you as if I'm waking up because that's, that's my passion. That's my template. That's where I'm at. And again, I'm giving you the basics. And I want you to explore in the basics, get it down, get the basic thing down, and then open up to what it is for you. Because you need to make these practices your practices. The more that you take that in, the more that you develop, this is me and this is who I am and this is what I love, the more that you get to flow in all those realms. And that's important. Now, there are certain practices, obviously, with Tantra and other spiritual practices that we have to follow the guidelines because there's certain things that are very important around the energy flow. But in this one, this is for you. This is for you to just go in and explore and be who you are and feel what it is. So what I like to do, <clears throat> and you get to be like my model, sort of done. <laughs> okay. 
you get to do it. I'm gonna guide you, and 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 the listeners, you can guide you guys can or watchers, you guys can do it at at your leisure, or just pay attention to what I'm saying. So you're gonna just start. Imagine yourself in bed, and you're gonna close your eyes, and you're in bed, and you're just waking up, mm-hmm. and it's like you just are starting to notice. Oh, I'm awake. So I want you to take in a nice big breath in through your nose and then bring your hands right to your heart center to the heart chakra okay you're gonna breathe into that heart and feel your heart open up allow yourself to fill up with love and compassion and you can find the gratitude for oh i'm awake and today is starting or whatever that gratitude is just really fill up your heart space with that and feel that gratitude whatever it is. And then I want you to think about your heart expanding out and your heart, that heart chakra goes all the way out through your arms, down through your hands, out your fingertips, out through the base of your palm. It really exudes energy out that way. So love and compassion. You're breathing in love and you're exhaling compassion. You breathe in compassion and you exhale love. You just keep that going. And now you're gonna take your hands and I like to start at my feet. So I'm gonna come to my feet and I'm gonna think about, just pick one foot like your right foot and think about when you touch down on your foot, like what does that feel like? What are the sensations? And you have a couple things going on. So you have the sensation of giving to yourself. So the feel of your hand touching your foot and you also have the sensation of receiving from yourself. So your foot feeling your hand. Now, energy is flowing, and we know that circuits are being built and created through our bodies. So I like to use both hands, and I come down, and I maybe I just go lightly over my foot. Or maybe I give myself a little foot massage because my feet need that in the morning. I'm paying attention to all the pieces of my foot, and I'm sending in that love and that gratitude the compassion, you can even go into the space of like, oh, I love you, foot. You do so much for me every day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But really, really do that. Really have that gratitude. Really feel the love and the compassion for your foot and come all over your foot. Maybe you're squeezing. You could do tapping on it, you know, to awaken it. The reason why I call this loving myself awake is because we're, our goal here is to touch every bit of skin on your body. You're awakening your nerve endings and bringing awareness and sensation in. So now I'm going to start moving up my foot and go onto my ankle and notice all the nuances in the ankle. And the more that you bring your awareness and your attention, feel the energy, take a moment is there is there crunchy bits is there something that needs your love and attention give that to it and then you move up your leg and you go on to your calf and <clears throat> and you start rubbing or massaging or tapping different modalities of touch and feel notice what feels good to you right now notice you know maybe there's a little scratching or a light a light tickle sense. What feels good to you in this moment? And whatever it is, 
and it's perfect. And you just keep doing those nice deep inhales and exhales, inhaling love, exhaling compassion, inhaling compassion, exhaling gratitude as you move up your leg and you come to your knee. Same thing with your knee. You're gonna pay attention to this knee and give it some love and really feel all the little intricate parts of your knee because there's so much to feel in here and so much to feel from your hands, so much to feel in the knee. You bring it up into your thigh, all the way up, you just keep touching. And again, the whole point is to touch every bit of skin, to bring awareness to those bits of skin. And if there's a spot that you have numbness, like I'm not really feeling that, just notice and make a, make a note for yourself. Come to your inner thigh, right to the crease where your leg comes into your hips and pay attention there. We have some lymph nodes in that area that we might want to give a gentle massage to. You can take your hand over your butt and rub on your butt. Notice your glute. Give it some love. Give yourself love. And then we're going to stop there for a minute and do the other leg now. And so you're going to do basically the same thing. And so you can, Jenna, I just want you to keep going through the process as you rub up your leg, but you can take as much time as you want here, or maybe it's a day that you have to get going. You still want to touch every piece of skin on your body. You want to bring awareness and aliveness into your body. Awaken those nerve endings all over your body because this is why we're in this body, to feel and to have sensations. And so we want to make sure that we bring all this into awareness. We're waking up those nerve endings. You know, you can tap, like I might like to tap on my thighs a little bit, or I like to knead in those spaces. And even in those places where sometimes we have like, oh, I have cellulite there. Love your cellulite. It's who you are in this moment. It's what there is. And so we want to bring that awareness of love and compassion for this body that does so much for us, that just guides us through the thing. Yeah, and you're coming onto your butt. And now maybe you rub into your sacrum a little bit. My sacrum's sore, so I like to do extra work in the sacrum. But I want to rub over and then over your hips and come down into your genitals. Now, we're not going to spend a lot of time on the genitals, but we're going to touch the genitals. It's not about having an orgasm here. It's not about self-pleasuring, other than this is all very pleasurable, but it is about just touching and awakening these pieces of us. And we want to come up onto your belly and notice what your belly feels like. Maybe you like to, I like my belly button a lot, like I'm in love with my belly button. It's crazy. People always said, you should get it pierced. And I'm like, no, do you see how cute my belly button is? Um, <laughs> notice those things about you. What do you really love? And even those spots that, mm, I don't know if I love this part of me so much. Well, give it some extra love anyway, because the more you love your body, the more you feel the sensations and your body doesn't have to contract. So you want to bring your hands around onto your back and on your sides and over your ribs. And basically, you can pretty much touch all of your body for the most part. 
some of us aren't as limber and that's okay too. You can just find where it is. You're gonna come up over your breasts and you're gonna feel your breasts. Notice your nipples and all the way up and onto your chest. Just notice and taking that time. I especially love my neck. My neck is very sensual. <laughs> I like to do my neck a lot. So my neck it becomes like, mmm, that feels so good. And you continue to breathe in love and compassion. And maybe I want to squeeze on my shoulders and down my arms and on my elbows and just notice whatever it is. I feel that tingling going through my body right now. It feels so good. Breathe that up. You know, so when you feel those tingles, those little waves of sensual, sexual energy, that's when you want to inhale deeply through your nose and bring it to your brain so it activates your pineal gland. So like, for example, my nipples are starting to get a little aroused here, so I take a deep breath. And I focus it right into the, my third eye and back into the pineal gland and let it sit there. I hold the breath for a moment and then I exhale. Ah, oh, and it just feels so good. And then I want to do my head. You know, make sure you got your hands too. I'm sorry, I forgot about Make sure you do your hands and your fingers and, and everything. But I love just going onto my head and I do like maybe some scratches in there and it feels so good on the back of my neck. And sometimes I like to tap on my head. It's just kind of an awakening sensation and feeling. I like to tap. And then I always like to pull it through all the way through my hair. And I like to just keep pulling it out so that I'm touching every strand of hair all the way down and feeling it all and tipping it. Yeah, and then that's the practice. And at the end, you can just bring your hands over your heart space again. Oh, can't do your face. <laughs> all the pieces, all the pieces, all the touch. You did good. And bring it back to your heart. And just for a moment, you know, it's that moment of gratitude. The gratitude that you have for your body, the gratitude that you have for these sensations, and noticing what you feel in your body. Because that's so vitally important. And then you can do whatever it is that you do with your day and start your day. So you can make this a two to three minute practice. You can make it a five to 10 minute practice. You can take longer. If you wanted to do self-pleasuring and go into that space, you could totally get into that. But it's not about that. This is more of like, I, don't, I can't always do a self-pleasuring practice every morning. I have, I have things I'm, I've got to get up and go do. You know, so I, it's not about self-pleasuring in this moment. It's about awakening in the senses, in, in the nerve endings, bringing that energy back in and breathing nice and deep and strong. So it's giving me a practice in my breath. It's giving me a practice in the awakening of the nerve endings. And it's giving me a practice in learning how my energy feels. Where, what are these sensations? Can I notice those, those little nuances and can I breathe into those deeply? So when I notice it in my nipples, I want to breathe it up into my brain and awaken those parts of my brain and create those neural pathways that come back down and say, oh, this is pleasure. Oh, this is pleasure. Because I want to eventually get to the point where I can have an orgasm anywhere in my body. 
because that's orgasms are can be anywhere they can be you know i can have and well i know i can have an orgasm in my neck <laughs> playing with my neck will give me an orgasm um and so we want to have that sensation everywhere because the potentially every cell in your body has the potential to have orgasmic bliss yeah every cell phenomenal thought that i can't wrap my head around but yeah that's that's a big powerful thing because i think that it i'm yeah i'm pretty sure that if every cell in my body was in orgasmic bliss that's what the sages are talking about levitation like ooh, i'm floating in the air i'm pretty sure that's what it really is i don't know for sure so a couple things came to me during this one i love the morning thing morning i wake up and i go through a gratitude so i do that spiritual emotional part and i put lotion on myself almost every morning so then i get up and i brush my teeth and i put lotion on so i'm touching every part of my body but i'm not as intentional like i could just do that and be more intentional also but i do touch every part of my body so i'm really thankful that i do that and that i can do it in bed so i do lotion and i do self-pleasure but they're very separate things and so what this showed me is like oh i could use the time that i'm lotioning just to to tune in more that's absolutely and the other thing is that if there is self-pleasure involved i can make that bigger so basically this is the foreplay to self-pleasure absolutely <laughs> dive it because I, I mean i don't know what other women are like but when i want to masturbate i my intention is to have an orgasm i want that release but if i give myself a little foreplay then i'm getting my whole body on board instead of just one part of it and so yeah. I love that I thought, oh my gosh i can connect some things that i'm already doing in a different way that will make it much more powerful and and much more a whole body experience even if every cell isn't orgasming but still i could make it a i mean who knows right so mm -hmm. doing while we were going through it i was like uh, like i broke my foot twice the same foot and i was like oh my god i'm so thankful that i can still run <laughs> you know? so that was really that's something that i don't do but then the other things that i already am doing i realized oh my gosh it's just one more step to be more intentional so i wonder how many other people are out there like in the shower when you're washing your body i use a little loofah um, yeah, me too because i love how it feels on my skin and if i just took a second and slowed down and made it more intentional so I was thankful that, oh, I'm taking, there's two times almost every single day, showering and lotion, that I am touching every part of my body. But I'm not being intentional about it at all. I'm not using that time to connect with myself. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what this practice does. It brings that awareness of how much do we actually touch our bodies. Because I, I noticed, wow, I touch my body a lot, all day long. I'm always touching my body. Yeah, I, I love how my body feels. And so when i'm mindlessly touching versus mindfully touching notice the difference you know there's those times like i know i i've caught myself on because there's a screen here and i can see myself like i just mindful mindlessly scratch my face or something and i'm like oh what am i doing and it's like oh 
okay, that's just a, a thing that I'm doing. I'm doing it mindlessly. And now I want to bring more mindfulness into my, into everything I do. Now we can't do that all the time. And it's, nobody's perfect at this, but the more that we bring mindful awareness into the things that we're doing, the more that we're activating our bodies and the more that we activate the potential for that deeper spiritual connection. I, I, well, I love that. I think that's probably the biggest tool in my, in my life. But I think for other people, you're right. Like you scratch your face. There's not so just take it an extra step and have there be intention in it instead of not. That is the biggest takeaway that, wow, I'm doing this stuff. I'm doing three things. I self-pleasure. I yeah. want and I lotion my body at two different times of the day. I lotion in the morning and shower at night. And I self-pleasure usually in the morning. So all I'd have to do is take a breath and a step back and be a little more intentional. <laughs> so for me, it's like, holy crap, I'm wasting a lot of this energy doing nothing. I mean, I am lotioning <laughs> and washing, but you know, realize that like, when are you touching a, a large part of your body? And I know I skip my feet and I forgot how much my hamstrings love to be touched. Right, right. So, and like the inside of my arm here and the back of my leg, like I was like, oh my God, I forgot how much those places, they can be sensual or not, but like, I just don't spend time there. So you feel that like behind your knee, right? Because it's yeah. a super sexy place. Then that crease in your elbow, oh my God. Those are super sexy places and they're erogenous zones. Right. And so we want to, we want to notice those things. And when, when I was talking about, like, even with scratching the face, it's like, I mindlessly just go scratch my face. But what if I didn't, what if I was like, okay, my hand starts going up and it's like, wait, 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 what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I can feel this thing that's bugging me right here. And I'm like, okay, sit with it and feel it for a moment. Do I really need to scratch it? Do I really need to do anything with it? Can I just feel the sensations of it? And sometimes I can. And then other times it's like, no, that's a scratch. I need to scratch our right now. It's driving me crazy. And so I do it, right? But the more we take that moment, that breath, instead of just impulsively doing whatever it is that we're going to do, take that breath and go, why am I doing that? What's going on? What's that sensation that I feel? Because the more that we do this, the more that you're awakening the senses to feeling when you're with a partner and to feeling the energy in your own body. When we start feeling the subtle energy moving through our body, it begins to expand. And then we start feeling other people's energies more. So when I bring my hands to your body, you know, and I can feel the vibrations of your body, then that's how I work with, with a a person in a one-on-one -on -one session where I'm doing hands-on work is because I've really tuned into my energy body so that I can feel other people's energy bodies too. And I can feel, for me, it, for me it's actually more of a, a seeing, I see energy. So okay. I tend to have this thing of like, oh, that, that's where like uh, you're, you're holding right here in your solar plexus. And and other people can really 
I mean, I can feel it, but I usually see it first and then my hand will go there and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what that feels like. And I notice it. It's a different sensation. And everybody's unique and, you know, has their own unique tools in how they sense energy and how we sense our energy and how we sense other people's energies. So, you know, here's the opportunity for you to find your gift. Like how, what is your gift and how you sense your energy and how you sense somebody else's energy. I'm probably going to have kind of fun with this. I'm definitely. <laughs> I think you will. <laughs> because my husband doesn't know what my coaching call is about today. And I probably won't tell, like usually I get excited and I tell him, I think I'm, and I'm not doing it in any malicious way. I just really want to see how it feels differently when I'm more intentional about it. And just from talking to you and you being open and me opening up, I know where I hold back even with him, which is interesting because I would have told you I don't hold back at all. And I absolutely do. And now I know when it is and where that's happening and it's not in the bedroom, but I, that's on my end. You know, mm -hmm. it's really easy in an intimate sexual relationship to be like, I want more of this from you, but not think about how I'm asking or presenting or showing or connecting for that end result. So I know mm -hmm. I might be confusing, but I know in my interactions with him in the day, even though I'm very sensual and I want sex and I want intimacy, I know in what ways that I kind of do a little of this that's probably sending him the exact opposite message. And I know when I do it now because of this session. So I'm, I, I, at first I knew where I did it in the outside world. And so I'll have to just gauge that a little bit differently. And now we're in the middle of not really spending much time with people. <laughs> <laughs> in the moment that this is being recorded. Right. But definitely with family, I know when I'm super open and I use that central energy with my kids, I have the most incredible conversations. And they have to be like, hey, mom, can I talk to you? And then I'm like, yes, you know. And <laughs> um, my son yesterday texted me and said, is it okay if I have a conversation with you about nipple piercings? <gasps> <laughs> You know, he's, he's in his twenties and I said, yes, I would love to have that conversation with you. Are you sure you're open and ready on your end? I said that to him and he's like, yes, I, I want to talk to you about this. And he did. And I said, uh, well, my nipples are pierced. So from a personal experience, he was like, wow, I'm so glad you're the one that I asked. Like in the end, mm, 20-something-year-old so son doesn't know that his mom has her nipples pierced, nor should he for any particular reason, unless he initiated a conversation about his girlfriend. So it's so interesting how when the kids present something with me, even if it's about a car accident, when I take that breath and I open up and I use that energy, our conversation's very good. And it's so easy with my kids, but it's not so easy other times. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. I totally get it. And that's the other thing is like, that's what I'm talking about is gauging where your energy is because sometimes you can sit down and take that breath, but you have 25 things going on in your head and he comes up and he goes, I want to talk to you about this. And you're like, you know what? We need to bookmark that. Yeah. And can we come back to that 
you know, tonight after dinner, because I'd really like to be able to sit down and really have, be present with you so we can have a deeper conversation. But right now I've got this and this and this on my plate. Yeah. So. Right. Yes. Yeah. Great point. And that's actually a great tool also. Um, wow, Lisa, thank you so much. This was, I love being yeah, it's so good. And I'm so glad that we got to do this and that we found that you found me and that I found you. And here we are doing the deal. So thank you. I'm curious if by the time this airs and goes live, if you and I will have had a chance to have one-on-one -on -one sessions because I can write notes about that also with this to, okay. to the next level. I mean, that would be fantastic. And we'll see. We'll see what happens with connecting and COVID and all the things in life. And that would be wonderful. But God, thank you so much. Thank you. Again, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining today. It's been a pleasure. You can find me at momof18.com and on social media platforms as momof18. A huge thank you to NGBN TV for sponsoring this podcast episode. Mm -hmm.